Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today, I am recording live. Yes, we are live in uh, a not-so-beautiful day. <laughs> it's a fall day. Let's just, let's just go with that. It's fall here in northeastern Pennsylvania. We're sitting outside of the, uh, a very nice grocery store chain called Wegmans. they got this really, really nice patio, and uh, we decided to take advantage of that. We were going to actually record yeah. inside of a Starbucks, uh, but the gentleman joining me today, because we always bring on guest co-hosts for the show... Uh, I for, you're gonna have to catch me up once I'm done here introing oh, you and how the heck we even got connected. <laughs> but uh, I started looking at his profile and what he's doing. This guy happens to be local. I think he lives maybe 15, 20 minutes from me, and he's very into the motivational, inspirational world. Uh, he's even got a, a fun little book to share with us today as well. So he's also an author. A uh, little hint: I'm actually working on a book right now. So maybe he could teach me a few things live on the show since I'm a rookie. Uh, without further ado, though, welcome to the show. Our latest new guest co-host, Jeremy Vermeulen. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate the the great introduction there. I, um, I'll be more than happy to catch you up with uh, how we actually got hooked up together. And yeah, refresh how we got me because I, I meet too many people. It's really getting <laughs> overwhelming. I, I apologize. So <laughs> that's, that's all right. So I have actually been following you for quite a while okay. on your Instagram. Ah, on which the one? The fuel. The live the fuel. Okay. And then I also started following you on your Scott Mulvaney. So, so you see a lot of bacon on the Scott Mulvaney yeah, one. Yes, a lot of a lot of meat, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. I'm Eggs a big bacon. meat person. Eggs and bacon. But uh, yeah, I started following you and uh, saw that you've been doing a podcast for a while, and I said, you know what? Here's a guy that's, you know, got a good message, got a, a good uh, following. You know, he's got some loyal people that that follow him, and I said, I, I think I. I think I'd like to talk with him and, and see if what I talk about mixes with what his audience is always looking for. So, Well, I mean, it's kind of funny you bring it up. You're just at the end there. You said, I hope that, you know, I can connect with the audience. And for most of the pe people who follow me, and listen, mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. <laughs> Let's put this out there right now. But I try and portray a motivational, inspirational message whenever possible. Mm -hmm. If you talk to my fiancé once in a while, I get a little frustrated with with life and that happens i think we're all mm -hmm. human uh but i try and reset that back to life is short we really try and drive positive change for people mm -hmm. and help them create results i think a lot yeah. of people including myself years ago we do get impatient we do get short with ourselves we're not allowing the necessary amount of time for the positive change to come to fruition mm -hmm. and uh so yeah i don't think you're gonna have a problem with that because <laughs> From me Good. looking at your content, what you've done, like you've already beaten me to the punch. You've come out with a book. Let's go ahead and show that off on the, on the right, Facebook sure. Live here, guys. Check this Absolutely. out. He's got a book. So, <laughs> My Happiness Journey, Eight Guiding Principles to a Happy Life. So, yes. make sure you check that out. Is that on Amazon and everything? Yes, that is on Amazon. Because yeah, everything's on Amazon now, right? Yeah. Everything's on Amazon? Yeah. You don't exist unless you're on Amazon. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. It's kind of um, odd, but yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm working on my book yeah. and... Uh, I'm excited by that because we're tying this to the audience, right? Mm -hmm. The Live the Fuel audience, this will get shared later. And then obviously we'll be airing this podcast show with all the great audio in the next two weeks. I try and stay within two weeks of fresh content. And it's been mm -hmm. a while since I've been able to do a fresh live podcast, actually. So yeah. um, actually, since you follow us, you're familiar with the local sports psychologist, Megan yes, Cannon? Yes, I follow her also. 
So she I and I were texting this morning and yesterday about mm-hmm. trying to get more live. So she's got a new local office right down the road here. Oh, so okay. uh, nice. I got to get you guys hooked up because sports psychology, positive reinforcement, positive coaching, mm-hmm. motivation, inspiration. I think you t- actually try and talk to athletes as well as regular everyday kids. Yeah, too, right? I actually I mean, coach youth basketball. So boom, I'll, coach. Yes. <laughs> a lot of what I do at independent facilities and organizations, I do this every basketball season too. Really? Like I'm always reinforcing all these positive things and not trying to, you know, things go bad in, you know, on the on the court in life and trying to reinforce that, you know, you make a mistake, it's all right. You're going to make a mistake, but get back up. Get back with the team. Keep doing what you're doing and eventually you get better and those little mistakes don't happen as often yeah i think when we're youth because i I played basketball for a little while Mm -hmm. i tried baseball for a little while and then i got into martial arts and i think martial arts was like the last youth sport that i stayed with all right and no offense to my youth coaches i think they just my senseis did a much better job trying to instill in us you know the form the technique the skill set but the patience as well like yes they want you to progress but I just I have a lot of respect to really really good dojos, really good martial arts schools who teach you that, and right. I think that really, from my parents' perspective, <laughs> I was a very high energy child and uh, very impatient with my progress. And I don't think the basketball and baseball coaches when I was a kid probably were able to keep up with all of that. Mm-hmm. So have you ever come across that stuff too? Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I mean just last last uh, winter season, I had a young man at. He he was harder on himself than I ever would be. And he would get so frustrated. He gets so angry with himself. And it's like, listen, just dial it back. It's okay. You know, so not everybody, you know, you're on, you're kind of on this level and you got some kids, you know, it's people on your team that are on this level. Yeah. You got to understand who you're playing with. What's your average age group of the kids? Uh, 13 to 15 year olds. Oh man, that's like your early teens, man. Like yeah, so, you're you're in like a sweet spot. <laughs> yes, it is. sweet spot in I, I get in the developmental age where they're where they're starting to learn who they are and what they are, but they're also at that age because I remember being 13, 14, 15 years old, and my parents didn't know anything. I was one of those kids, like oh, don't tell me, I don't yeah. you know, I I gotta listen to you, but I wait don't minute, really wait, wait. Really. <laughs> wait, so it's not I wasn't the only one who thought I knew everything. <laughs> No, any any youth watching this feed? Yes, you don't know everything. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you 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 definitely don't. But we want to pretend that we do, and you know, luckily, I'm able to come down to their level, so to say, with being able to how to talk to them and how to understand them. Yeah. So they are able to respect how I, what I say and what we do. Even if they don't agree with it, they at least respect it and they perform. Every once in a while you get a kid that's like, you know, and doesn't, but then the rest of the team gets on them because they're all there. They all want to get to that next level. So they bring that kid back in. So, Well, I truly believe that, that, um, I don't know what the age old quote or the age old statement is, but from the coaching world or the team sports world, I, I highly recommend that all youth go through some form of sports you don't have to be mm-hmm. the most amazing athlete ever but no i think it's really important that through team sports you do learn the importance of it's not all about you right oh yeah and I, I can remember let me i'll be honest with you i can remember when i was a kid one of my uh, baseball teams uh the son of the coach right mm-hmm. and the son of the coach kind of like had 
you could tell he was being treated differently than everybody else. Right. And sometimes that's done in the right way, and sometimes that's done in the wrong way. So uh, long story short, the point is is that the, the team is only as strong as the weakest link. So, yes, you're always going to have elite athletes or maybe some people that are rising above the rest, yeah. but it's also the team's responsibility, along with the coach, I, yeah. th- I feel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to help bring them up with you. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times I think mistakes are made where they kind of let that – kid be the bencher is that if is that mm-hmm. still a term thrown out there like oh I'm, I'm on the bench yeah i don't know what are your thoughts on that because this, well, this applies in business and, oh, and, yeah. and the professional space too not just you sports this carries into adulthood mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah definitely um i mean to be honest i don't let any kid ever feel like they are the weak link like okay. i i identify which kids are strong and which skills you know i got a really good dribbler i got a really good shooter some kids maybe have two three good skill you know really good skills but what i identify as a coach i say okay this kid's weak in this or he's weak in that let's get him a little extra practice on this skill let's make him work a little bit harder let's have his teammates encourage him along as with my encouragement to let them know they can do it you know, I never let a kid feel like they're not worth just because they're not good at one particular thing. Because okay. everybody has value um, in, in sports. You know, I mean, look at Dennis Rodman. We'll go to professional sports. There Dennis we go. Rodman Dennis Rodman. Wasn't a scorer. Edgy athlete. <laughs> yes. He was, he was by no means a scorer. But he had the greatest value because of his defense and ability to rebound in the game. Okay. You know, so he was on it. That's yeah. for sure. That's so for sure. if you can find, so if I have a kid like that, I'm like, okay, he's not my scorer, and I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna be like, okay, listen, you're you're not gonna score all the points. When you get a chance, take the shot. You know, take the shot when you got the chance. But you're a heck of a rebounder. You're a heck of a defender, and that's what your team needs. Like I reinforce the things that they're really good on, mm-hmm. and try and work on the things that are not. I like that because uh, multiple times on the show, there's a great book. Anybody mm-hmm. watching this or or and listening to this in the YouTube world, the podcast world, once all this goes mm-hmm. live. It's truly one of my top favorite books, Strengths Finder 2.0. Ah. I think the author is uh, is it Tom McGrath? I guess Tom McGrath. Yeah. So you've used it. Oh, I've read. Oh yeah, good I, book. I use Great it with my clients because I, I I think I did that book. God, must be almost five years ago now. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of the book is you have to buy it. You you can't like go on Amazon. Sometimes you find it used. You need it new. There's your hack because they give you a special code in the book. It's a one-time use code and it gets you access to the website and all of their algorithms, all the questions you have to answer. But long story short, it spits out your top five strengths. Mm-hmm. And whether I think this is something that needs to be taught down in the youth more from what mm-hmm. you're hinting on here, yeah. right? Because throughout life we realize, wait a minute, there's just things that are just naturally are going to be the weaknesses, but there's these things that you bring to the table that nobody else brings, and if mm-hmm. you could find out about that sooner and amplify those strengths, yeah. that's what you lead with. Mm-hmm. Because then you as a coach, for example, or a manager or an owner of a business, because like, great, oh, these are their natural strengths. Well, then why am I sticking them in this position yeah. if they're naturally going to flow better in this position? Yeah. So have you ever used like content like the Strengths Finder with youth at all yet, or is that more of an, uh, an adult type thing? Uh, I haven't really... I mean, I use it as a coach to identify kids' strengths yeah. and where they're weak, but I have not actually used it in any um, speaking platforms okay. with the with kids. Yeah, most of my speaking when I go out to youth organizations or even uh, mental health facilities, like outpatient mental health facilities, I'm telling them about my story. Yeah, things that are 
you know what's it what this book is about you know? okay so i'm telling them that and how i fought nice. back against those things yeah and, I, and I, obviously we want to transition into that because yeah. there's always a backstory behind every guest co-host <laughs> and <laughs> this is actually a good segue because i at least wanted people to, know, to get at least a little snippet of where are you at today what are you doing today so clearly mm-hmm. we hit on the youth sports i do want to dig back into some of the mental health component because i want to get you connected with uh dr megan cannon who's awesome. our regular yeah. sports psychologist i think you guys could connect up well on this but all right let's go ahead and get into that like why okay. why the book man like I, I, I'm learning this now that I've been mm-hmm. talking about writing a book for two years and it's been in my head for a long time. And then you keep talking about it. You talk about yeah. it. You put it aside. You put it aside. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you got some stories here. So it's like <laughs> what what finally made you take action and say, dude, it's time to put out the book. What's the backstory behind it? All right. So, I mean, in this for everybody out there in Facebook land watching, uh, <laughs> you all have a book inside you. Uh, I hear what that, that book is going to be, nobody knows but you. But you all have a book inside you. Um, in high school, in, in that, you know, English, I absolutely dreaded English class. Like, I am not I a writer. I also dreaded English <laughs> class. But then for some reason, everything English-related in college, I crushed it. I excelled in math in high school and then crushed I don't get it. It flipped. It completely flipped. Uh, but keep going. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. Um, so the whole writing a book thing never thought it because I was like you know what regular college is not for me a two-year four-year degree at you know community college going on regular college that's not me like I want to go to school I want to get a degree and I don't have to write papers because I don't like writing I'm not a grammar person I'm not you know uh, punctuation. it was not one of your strengths no definitely not one of my strengths <laughs> um, but then when I went through what I went through realized that my experiences just talking about them isn't really enough you know, going out, talking about it, encouraging other people that, you know, what you're going through and is pa- horrible. Let's pause on that. Like, when yeah. did you start going out and talking about it? Since you just okay. kind of, like, segued into that real yeah, quick. Yeah, sorry. Like, how, long ago, <laughs> how long ago was that? Um, just I give, like, started a talking, going out to facilities about 2015. Okay. So about so, three years ago. Yeah, about three years now okay. I've been doing that. Okay. So um, going, doing that and seeing how that was impactful to people that were going through some hard times in their lives uh, – I said, I have to put this into an actual physical form. Like, I need to be able to reach more people. Because you're only going to reach so many people through YouTube, through speaking, through mm-hmm. Facebook, all these different social media avenues and live things. What's another way that I can reach them? So I said, I got to write a book. Okay. And that was scary. That was, oh, I'm, I'm with that you. was scary. I'm with you. Because... You got to embrace your fears. You got to embrace your fears. <laughs> very, very, very much so. Uh, and I said, well, how do I even start? Like, how do I start this? And I just I opened my computer up and said, okay, just write. Just start writing. Put something on paper or on the computer that's the beginning. You, you got know? me beat, dude. I, I, so. I, bought, I went out and bought, like, the nice journals. <laughs> this is, like, three years uh-huh. ago. I had all the nice journals. And then I wrote, like, two pages and then stopped. Like, I was on a business trip and then didn't write it again. Mm-hmm. And then it never, it, it's, I still have it. It's sitting on my desk right now. Okay. So it's funny how like you set the goals, you start doing stuff and then depending on where you're at, it's like, uh, do I really want to? Like, were you able to keep going from there or did you hit the pauses? I hit a lot of pauses. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be, I'll be honest. Uh, Let's keep it real. We hit pauses. Let's keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I hit a lot of pauses. Uh, I would set goals. I'd be like, okay, my goal is write a paragraph a week. So I do that for maybe a month, 
and then uh, let life get in your way. Did you ever do a word count? Like, what's what's a paragraph? You didn't care. Just you, you just want to visually yeah. see the paragraph. Yeah. Okay, it was All a paragraph. Right. I say, well, whatever my thought is, get that thought on, and that'll be like a paragraph, or maybe it's just six, seven sentences. Whatever it is, try and get it on. I tried to try and do a paragraph. I thought a paragraph was my goal. So a common statement I say on the podcast in the past over the past few months, I've been coming out more and more. Maybe it's the fitness background. Mm-hmm. You're a coach. Is you started putting in the reps? Yeah. Cl- clearly, a short cycle, right? You're not doing a lot. But you started at least saying, great, maybe it's just a paragraph before you even get to a page, before yeah. you even get to a chapter. I like this. That's why I want to yeah. pause on these things. These are yeah. important life tips. Yeah. yeah, And that and that's a very cool. When you're doing something, you got to give yourself little incremental pieces to achieve. Because when you achieve those little things, then achieving this huge goal that you have, like my huge goal was to completely finish the book. I was able to do that much easier than if I would have said, okay, write, sit down and write a chapter. That would have been daunting. No, I, I, <laughs> I can't do that. I mean, no, I can do that now, but we'll get into that later. But yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll throw some little tips in on that. But yeah. yeah, no, I was not completing a full chapter. Yeah. So so that was my goal initially. I'd hit a pause. Life would get in the way, you know, family things, whatever it may be. Oh, yeah. And then I'd be like, I haven't written in like two weeks. Mm. What the heck? So I'd redo the same goal. Okay, get back into it. Get these sentences. Get this paragraph in. How did you know that you didn't write? Like in two, just these are little things I'm hearing. But like in two weeks, like did you have any kind of like signs or any kind of post-its or anything to remind you? Like when you walk into your office, like me, I've got, I've got three different colors of post-it t- tabs. But like one of them, I only have one color specifically dedicated to the book. That mm-hmm. way, when I come back into my office, if I haven't done anything with right. the book in a while and I happen to look up at my to-do list, and I have a dry erase board and stuff, but I'll put mm-hmm. that one post-it up there. It's like, oh, that hot pink one, you got <laughs> you got you got to do some writing, do some uh, book work. So well, the funny thing that the way that my mind works is I constantly think about the things that I should be doing. And then when I don't do them, it eats at me a little bit. Oh, it's so kind of like, a, guilt, like two, a self-indulged guilt yeah, trip or something? Yeah, I kind of <laughs> kind of guilt myself into doing things at times. It's not a bad thing, but it's not a really the best thing. It would be better if I kept if I was much more organized as far as keeping track, like, okay, you wrote here. But I could always go back, too, because anytime I opened up my laptop, it had a date in which the last time I accessed, like, that file. Okay. Like, my MacBook, the way that I have my my pages program set yeah. up, that it'll tell me the last time I was in there. So oh, I nice. See. Oh, wow. So see, I'm a Windows guy still, so yeah. I don't have these Mac features. So, <laughs> uh, but that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a big Mac person. Okay, <laughs> all right. Very creative <laughs> people use Macs. It's a thing. So, so, you know, and and I, I always keep a mental log. Like some for some reason, that's just the way my mind works. I mentally log things that I'm working on or doing. So, I always was able to keep track of that. So I would go away for two weeks, and it would eat at me. Like. You're not doing it. You're not doing it. Why aren't you doing it? And then your brain comes into motion, and you start making excuses for, well, I had this to do, and I had this to do. I don't have the time. And I would fight that. So for about probably a good year, I was fighting myself on writing sentences, writing, getting a paragraph in. And then last year, I made an ultimate goal. I said, okay, end of the year. Hashtag ultimate goal. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a hashtag. You yeah, don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to use that. But, yeah, I set a definitive ultimate goal. I said, end of the year. You got to have it completed. 
You got to have it ready for so the you, next So you hard-lined it? Yes. Okay. I put a hard, I drew a hard line in the sand and said, if I don't have it done by then... And that's then end of, let's date this. That's end of 2017, yes. right? Because yep. people... This is this is evergreen content. Once this podcast goes up, like people are going to hear this two years from now. So Yeah, so end of 2017, I had to have it done. Okay. And then when I set that date, I did not waver from getting onto my laptop and putting something on that on... At least I was almost on there a daily basis, but every week I made sure that I was on there. And how far did I get? Okay, I got this much more to write. Yeah. How hard do I have to push myself to get to this deadline? And I actually ended up finishing early. I finished two weeks early. Well, you set a hard line. Yeah. Something I found with a lot of overachievers, especially athletic minded people, is that when you hard line a goal, it, more, more often than not, you actually will fight the procrastination factor and then like you're going to hustle and you're going to get that done. And that's awesome. You did it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like this was actually your goal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us have our goals, but sometimes like we're doing it for other people. Yeah. And this is a great tip though, for like setting goals for yourself and hardlining it and then giving yourself that reward of like, dude, I got done two weeks ahead of schedule or maybe a month ahead of schedule. Cause then you, that's more like positive feelings, more yeah. happiness. Yeah, so, absolutely. It yeah. was when I finished that, I looked, I talked to my office and said, I'm done. I finished it. You know, I, I can't believe it. I actually have it all the way done. Yeah. And then I said, oh, what do I got to do now? <laughs> I was going to say, did you, did you, because uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to try and self-publish. So did yes. you self-publish? Yes, I did. I did it right through, well, Amazon used to, they've kind of got rid of the, the company that they do. It was CreateSpace. They okay. kind of sucked it into um kdp publishing okay. which is their kindle direct publishing now yeah so that's how they do it but yeah i, went I right think the Amazon platform because i'm in a i'm in a private like authors coaching community that's okay. helping me accelerate my timeline it was a 90-day program so all right yeah <laughs> I, I set some hardline goals uh like literally i'm i already have twenty five thousand words done all right so wow. i don't know what that's how many they Mine told me like oh 18 to 25 you're good you could stop if you wanted to and i'm like nah let me finish like two more chapters and then, because I still have to go back and edit. Right. I right. mean, you. We're, this is this podcast is not necessarily about editing and authoring, <laughs> but that's another whole process you have to go through. But yeah. I do love this. Uh, so you did, is this the whole concept where when you launch on Amazon, it's the on-demand thing? So when people buy, yeah. it literally gets printed? Or, yeah. yeah. So there's no, like, you're not having to, this is great hack people, people yeah. who are afraid to write a book. The old way of traditional publishing, yeah, you got to pay for so many books and everything else. Yep. But in your case, these were as people buy them and order them, they're being printed on demand, right? Yep, they're printed as they get ordered. It's available on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes and Nobles, nice. other third-party vendors, nice. And it's all purchase. They print it and then they ship it. What's the average timeline to turn around? Like if I went on Amazon now, they can get it on Prime. Hint, hint, go on Amazon now. Okay, here we'll give you some facial recognition again. There you go, <laughs> my happiness journey. Okay, so get on Amazon. Yeah. But uh, so if I order that today or they order it today, how long till they get it? If they have Prime, they can get it in two days. That thing's getting printed. Like, did they tell you they got to have some on standby then or something, right? No? I, they, they all say it's they, – they, when I read everything, it says print, you know, print to ship. Dude, I'm going to order extra copies of your book uh -huh. because I'm doing this system for my book. So I got to see – see, I'm a test – I have to test everything. So I'm going to get extra <laughs> copies of the book and give them to some of my, I have a couple of like really close local okay. followers. Appreciate shout that. out to the Strausser Project. And uh, yeah, shout out to Endurance. That's right, Endurance Wood. Get some Endurance Wood from 
my boy James will will tag these guys in the show <laughs> because they're locals, just like Jeremy is, and they're both hustling the side hustles mm-hmm. while they work for nice. their companies. So, um, but anyway, one guy's like an amazing like craftsman of wood. I mean, which is funny. Wood. He's he's not the endurance mm-hmm. wood guy, and then the endurance wood guy, he's actually an engineer. Oh, so geez. it's interesting. I was like, I need to get those two. <laughs> those two should just come together. You guys should just come together and start a business, okay? Just, just there's a little there hint. That's a little coaching tip. Anyway, back to you. Um, so why did you title it "My Happiness Journey"? Then well, did that, was that title already in place as you were writing the book, or did that come later? No, I actually had the the the, the beginning title, not the subtitle, but I had the beginning title "My Happiness Journey" from the beginning. Okay, um, that's kind of me too. I already have a title, so. I look at life as a journey and we all have one. We're all living that journey every day. And mine was trying to find happiness through some of the adversity that I had faced. Um, and I'm still on that journey. That journey hasn't ended. I'm still looking for ways to increase, uh, not only my happiness, but the happiness of my kids, the happiness of my wife, uh, bringing happiness and joy into other people's lives. So, that's I something that I have had to learn in the past few years that I always try and give back to others. I do a lot of charity work, but you just hinted at the wife and the kids, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, we're not having kids. Like, <laughs> my fiance and I have figured out that it is, we are going to be the selfish people. Some people call it that, but we've created the freedom so I can do more mm-hmm. for others in other areas by not becoming parents. Yeah. We're just going to be the super cool aunts and uncles because yeah. that way when the kids get annoying, I can give them back. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea. Cause you, I, know what, you know what? <laughs> but I we can, can still give back as, and be cool aunts and uncles. Right. You so. can give back. You can be cool aunts and uncles. You can hype them up on sugar or whatever. You know, no, anti-sugar. No, anti-sugar. no sugar. Okay. That's part of my brand. <laughs> no sugar, people. Yes. Stop it. But, so. <laughs> you know, that's what the, 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 the non-anti-sugar yeah. aunts and uncles. But, you know, and I think that's great. You know, everybody has their own thing that this is me. And wife and kids was always in my picture yeah we have it's different not journeys yeah it's journeys. not in everybody's picture yeah and that's that's so that's good because yeah. we should find our own path and we well, should back to your way. point though i was a bachelor for many many years okay mm-hmm. and as as my fiance refers to it as um n- the quote was nobody trained me apparently that's a <laughs> statement that you ladies sometimes use when you come across guys like me i hear that all um, the time <laughs> oh you still hear that there you go married guy with kids still hears that not from um, my wife though oh okay oh from others interesting yeah, from others. we'll have to talk about that off the line yeah um but anyway so yes uh i was not very well trained i had not been in a lot of relationships in my life i spent many many years being single in the bachelor so yes uh she's been training me <laughs> and um and I, I think I'm getting better at it because I'm still engaged and well, we're, we're getting married next yeah, year. Yeah, so I think I'm moving in the right direction. definitely progress. Yeah. <laughs> but to your point, it's like right now um, we, we found out our dog has cancer. Oh, so, geez. and she's a veterinary doctor, so she knows. And mm-hmm. we've we got some re- recent good news. I'm not going to get into it, but there's right. still going to be some stuff we have to do. Right. Uh, but Calvin, the coon hound, is basically our, our kid, right? Yeah. So... I told her point blank, I'm like, whatever we got to do. I was like, if you want to spend money to try and save him and get a couple more years, I don't care. I can always make more money. Mm -hmm. I never would have said that years ago. Right. It was like an eye-opening thought in the past two weeks, and I'm intrigued to see what your thoughts are on that because... like you've created other life. (laughs) I mean, you you and your wife have brought children into this world, and it's like 
like I'm getting a chill thinking about it. Besides the fact that it's kind of cold out today, <laughs> um, but it's what do you think about that? Like when you hear stuff like that with what you've done and what you've created and and, the, and you being a parent, it's like you finally get this epiphany where it's like, dude, it's not all about you. Yeah. And I've done that through charity work, mm-hmm. but this was different. Yeah. So. I mean, we have two cats. Okay. So from the loving animals and stuff like it, it's funny because I will curse my cats because cats <laughs> <laughs> my cats I don't own they, cats. they 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 leave these things called hairballs wherever they decide so to dogs. put them. So do dogs. So yeah. don't they eat them and then they cough them up later or something too? No, not cats, no. no? At least not ours, thank goodness. Oh, that okay, would good. be yeah. really kind of Well, you always odd. hear about the whole <laughs> cat hacking a hairball thing because they yeah. lick themselves so much yeah i don't know it's a thing but so at times i curse my cats but i would also don't want to see them go my kids love these animals and as a parent going to you know how you're experiencing with your with your dog calvin calvin the coon hound calvin right? the coon hound yeah. okay so there's nothing that i wouldn't do for my kids there's nothing that i wouldn't sacrifice for them um there are sacrifices i'm making in my life to give them a better life than, and not to say that I had a bad life, but something different than I had. So it's one of those things where regardless of it's a human life and an animal's life, once you make that connection, um, there's nothing you won't do for them because you, their lives are almost more important than yours. Mm, Yeah. I mean, they're not, but because you want to be around for them, but they almost oh, no. become more important. Well, also, if you, if you ever talk to, if you ever meet my fiance, she'll tell you, like, oh, yeah, Calvin comes first. I mean, mm-hmm. he was there first. Well, I, that, I came second. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and but it is a cool epiphany mm-hmm. to get to that place, and it, it's very eye-opening. And it's a, I think it's a emotionally opening. It, like, it flips a whole different mental trigger. Oh, yeah. Well, my, well, my kids hurt. Um, mentally or physically, it's it's hard. It takes a it takes a toll on me and my wife. Yeah, you know because we don't want them to feel yeah you know pain. We know they have to, but yeah, we don't the, want that's them. That's the power of pets as well. Is they mm-hmm. they want you can tell they can they know they know when you're not happy or mm-hmm. you're upset. Like he he's much more normally he just like leave me alone. But then <laughs> if she could if he could tell tell that she's upset, mm-hmm. he's right there. Right. Like he he cuddles and he doesn't normally cuddle. He's a ten year old coonhound, ninety pounds. So trust me, <laughs> that's not his style. He's like, dude, just let me do my thing, man. But you know, Calvin the bachelor all of a sudden yeah. becomes Calvin the cuddler. So yeah. um, anyway, like that's like you guys with your kids. Like, but mm-hmm. then there's an emotional drain from that because there is an energy transfer happening. I think it's we want to call it a healing process or whatever it is, right? You guys mm-hmm. are trying to draw the pain away yeah. from the kids, which then in turn drains you guys. Yeah. But that's part of the game. It is. And that's why I find it so important that as parents we have our own outlets. You know, I have I have coaching. I have Here's my a life speaking. hack, people. I'm hearing it. Okay. So as a parent, you we, we want to give everything to our kids, you know, and it is draining. But you have to have those times like I learned from uh, this. uh, I cannot remember the book. I'm horrible remembering book names. But there was a book I read about marriage and relationships and the importance of having a date night after you have kids. Oh, because it recharges you. It allows you to remember why you married this person kind in the first place. Okay, And it's it's recharging the times that me and my wife have done it. You know, we laugh, we smile, we because there's no worry about 
how do we, you know, getting my two-year-old into the into the seat and having him not freak out because he doesn't want to sit in the, in the high chair, or my seven-year-old? You're just reinforcing why we're not having kids. <laughs> I'm just just saying live on Facebook. Don't care. I'm like, but yeah, we keep going. My seven-year-old fighting us with, I want to have mac and cheese, and I don't want her to have mac and cheese. So it becomes a fight with that. You know, it's just us two, two adults enjoying our life. Mac and cheese is not dinner, people. Sorry, <laughs> it's an accessory. So, it's it's. It's refreshing, and it gets you back from that mental drain of the kids back to being able to feel recharged, be able to fight them head on, with, yeah. and and take away any pain or suffering that they feel, if, you know, and not be com- continue well, to drain, drain, drain. It's funny because you know I've realized that too. It's even though we don't have kids, but mm-hmm. like, you know this whole transition with Calvin has been draining. Right. emotionally for mm-hmm. more for her than it is for me but then I'm trying to be there as well and support all that and even I have I think I felt a little frustration bubble, bubble up even though I yeah. felt guilty about it but it's right. like then it's like well maybe we're not as attentive to each other in our normal way because we're distracted by this yeah so I'm just trying to be there let her work through it etc so it's interesting it's very whatever psychotherapy whatever you want to talk about it but the point is is that I, I've kind of hinted a couple times, like, "Hey, let's try and work in a date night or something yeah. for us." Because yeah. even I'm not saying distract from that, but yeah, take a break from it. Like it's, yeah. it, it's it, like you're on all the time. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Like you're yeah. go 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 on all the time. Parent, parent, parent. Super mom, super dad. Then it's like, okay, God. Like, what about your love for each other too? Yeah. Mental so. bre- guys. Mental breaks are important. Mm. Okay. Absolutely important to your mental health because how I, I look at it this way how can i take care of my kids if i am mentally drained i can't i can't I, i'm at a point where i'm struggling to take care of myself mentally yeah how am i going to take care of my kids and how many parents do that a lot oh yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've watched it through friends mm-hmm. until and then sometimes unfortunately it does reach a a breaking point and it should never go that far it's like guys like remind yourselves that if you're trying to put out the best of you for your kids, your mm-hmm. friends, your company, whatever, it's like yeah. if you're not taking care of yourself and portraying a healthy lifestyle, how the hell are other people supposed to benefit from you? Yeah. Because if you if you're just running at a half empty all the time or even half full all the time, you're not giving your best self at all. Yeah. If you're at a if you're at a point where everything that your kid does is annoying or frustrating you, you're probably time for a mental break. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's not normal. Well, no. it is normal, but yeah, if you're just pissed off all the time, yeah. it's probably not a good sign. Yeah. Okay. No, no, time definitely. for a date night. Yeah. Maybe go to the shooting range if you're into guns or maybe yeah. go do some paintball. I don't know. Find um, some me time. <laughs> if you're a single parent, find some me time. If you're a happily married couple, Find some we time, yeah. some time that is just dedicated to you. I, well, you follow the show. You know yeah. uh, another local regular co-host. Shout out to Aaron Sparold, sports nutritionist. Check her out. Um, but she's regular on every month. Mm-hmm. She's a single mom, like yeah. super mom. Um, but she's also a sports nutritionist. She has her own business, so yeah. she's got to run. She's got to build her brand, build her customers' health and fitness, be the super mom. Yeah. But I'll tell you. You you follow her on Instagram. She's always at the gym. She's because it's part of her brand and her business. But thank God she has that because yeah. she needs that exercise outlet. She needs to fuel her body and her mind right with the right nutrition, tying it all together, guys. Like fuel your body right, 
take the right mm-hmm. breaks, give yourself some me time or your we time. I like that, the we time. Me and we, like that. So, um, now, you didn't always know all this stuff, though. No. <laughs> no. Let's be real. You didn't no. always know all this stuff, uh, even before the book, right? Because no, yeah, you said, you, I'm, I'm going to tie this back, guys. <laughs> you dropped a hint a couple of times that you, through the struggle you went through. Yeah. Is this pre-family? Uh, this is pre-family and family. Okay. Yeah. Because like, so. I want to make sure that, if you're okay with it, I want to make yeah. sure this comes into the show so people understand some of that backstory to get people kind of reinvigorated at this point in the show because we're halfway through the show. It's like, guys, like, there's always a backstory. So yeah. why part of that vulnerability, right? You mm-hmm. didn't always want to share this stuff. But then oh, no, through speaking, ashamed. right? We all, we all have a shame until we build that ability to embrace vulnerability. I've talked a lot about this on the show with myself. Yeah. And it's helped me grow closer with my fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked a couple times a while ago, just real quick. It's like it literally led to a breakup because my head was so far up my butt. <laughs> just want to leave it there. We do this at times. Back to you. <laughs> Us guys are good at it. I'm, a, I'm like a poster child of that. So, uh, yeah. but let's, let's get into your story there. Why, yeah. why did you struggle, man? Like what was up? Well, and a lot of my struggle didn't have anything to do with what I was doing. It had to do with what was going on in my family. Okay, now um, when you say my family, yes, this is pre kids. This is pre kids. This your is when I was a kid. Family. This was when I was a kid. Okay, your upbringing, okay. etc. Yes. Okay. So, my dad. I'll never say anything bad about my dad. You know, my dad. Dad was always there, um, but when I was eight years old, my parents got divorced. Okay, and that's pretty normal. That happens pretty often. The sad part is yeah. that as gotten pretty normal yeah um i try and recommend people do it younger um for the kids yeah. but just as mean i'm not a professional but yeah. i hear that out there from professionals well, and my my <laughs> oldest daughter i have a 20 year old daughter okay she's you have a 20 year old daughter yes i do wow Believe bro yeah look at you all right yeah. i did not expect that yeah, father at 20 <laughs> <laughs> all right not exactly something i planned on doing but hey i stepped up and i said wait we're, we're both 41 then i'm 40 okay i got you by yeah, a year you got me by a year not that it's a competition <laughs> at all <laughs> but yeah so um because it didn't work out between my oldest daughter and my and her but we split up very early she okay. was a year and a half when we split up but going back it's easier to, for the kids to adapt yes but when I was a kid, eight years old, my parents got divorced. And what happens with a lot of divorced parents is they stay close, usually. You know, that way you can see both parents on a consistent basis. Yep. My mom moved out to Washington. Whoa, that's like the other side of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we were And keep going. I, wanna, away. I want to check on our live feed, make sure everything's still going good. Okay. Yeah. So... We, me and my brother, my younger brother, we moved with my mom out to Washington, and you know that was kind of the start of a weird, very weird journey in childhood, so to say, <laughs> um, because we didn't see my dad for two years. So uh, it eventually became a point where my mom needed to send us to live with my dad, uh, but promised to bring us back to live with her again. But that didn't happen. So um, that's where kind of things got very different in my life because I had a stepmom then because my dad got remarried. Okay. Uh, and I was introduced to her when I first came back here to live here in... How old were you at that time? 10. Okay. Almost 10. Yeah, it was right before my 10th birthday. And so that was, wow, take 30 years off. Would you would you 88? say this is like, <laughs> again, we're not psychologists or psychiatrists, but would you say that this is a 
Was there any kind of psychological torture oh, if yeah. you look back? Okay. Oh yeah, when I look it back like, on I'm it, I'm hearing like tug of wars going on. Well, yeah, when I when I look back on it, um, not having my biological mother uh, part of my everyday life or even a consistent part of my life uh, weighed heavily on me because I have this woman uh, who I absolutely love and cherish now. Uh, I had this my brother who is just as close to me as my real my biological brother, but I didn't want him to be part of my life. So it was a constant internal struggle. I want At my, that time, you didn't want them to be. Right. I didn't want them to be, yes. As a kid, I didn't want them to be. Now, I love you guys. We're through <laughs> and through. Wouldn't replace you with anybody. Um, <laughs> but at that time, as a kid, I didn't want them to be part of my life because all I wanted was my mom and my dad to be together. And I think that's very common for kids. You know, they don't want to have separated parents. But no, we, because we, you're, that innocent mind... You just want everybody to be to get along and be happy and, and yeah. be good with each other. I get it. Yeah. yeah. So in the fairy tale world, she my stepmother was the evil queen, my brother was the horrible stepbrother, you know? And <laughs> I like this. We're kind of putting together a cinematic <laughs> a cinematic experience here. This is the yes. future movie for the book or something. So But uh and I tr- you know, I was I had a lot of anger issues. Uh and that stemmed from being disappointed because while phone calls are great, but when you promise stuff to kids at an early age and you break those promises as a parent, oof, they, it stings. Some and it scars. Hurts. Yeah. yeah. Some scars. It, so it scars you. And I had a lot of scars, had a lot of disappointment in my life, a lot of self-worth problems yeah. because I didn't value myself because I didn't feel valued and loved by my mom. Who, yeah. As a kid, that's the one person that, you know, besides our dads, that we feel should always love us and always be there for us. I agree with that. So, a lot of scars, a lot of anger issues, and it used to come out. I used to have a really, really bad temper. And not that I got in a lot of physical fights, but you it would it re- out. It, yeah, it yeah. acted out. And, you know, you That's ask my parents. Do. You know, you get frustrated. If you, you ask my out. parents, I was never a bad kid. But sports helped because I could let that anger out on the football field or on the basketball court. You know, I could let that frustration kind of come out in a positive way. Um, but you know, after kind of overcoming the pains and the struggles of not having her part of my life, um, I got depressed. I hit a depression wall, you know, and that was, this was, well, how were you this is post family. This is my, now this is, now we're talking about after I've been married for three years now. Oh, the so, full blown depression yeah, didn't full kick blown. in until adulthood. Yeah, full wow. blown. Full blown. Is it because I, you, my you do you feel it was like unrecognized, or you just yeah. it had just stayed away and just it was never, I guess, it brought to the forefront? Like, why yeah. do you think it waited so long to manifest? To manifest to that degree, I just never dealt. Okay, so, so it just kept building up. Yeah, it just built up. So yeah. I always thought it was kind of weak in my own mind to. Deal with emotions. Talk to people about the way you feel. Dude, you know. we talk about this all the time. I had, <laughs> like, I'm glad you're bringing this up. Like, <clears throat> I had to pause on this. Like, you now, me now. The, if guys are seeing this, mm-hmm. real men will embrace their emotions. Will need to show strength through vulnerability. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, it's. I don't think it's weak to show emotion at all. There we go. All right. I, I mean, just make sure we got that out there quick while you continue your I story. Will, so. I will cry. 
I will cry at a good movie. There we go. <laughs> Every once in a while, I've done it. Kristen looks at me and she's like, "Are you crying?" And I'm like, "Sorry, it struck a nerve. It doesn't mean you're weak. And it's not like it, you're, now if you're walking around crying all the time, you might have a problem. Just saying. Uh, but that could <laughs> be some other thing. Yes, whole different thing going on. But yeah, so. you put a movie on about families and something really like heart tugging. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna cry. Now you see, <laughs> that's just me. The last movie that really gave me cries because me being a former hotshot out west while mm-hmm. in firefighting, they uh, finally made a movie about yes. the fall of 19 called Only the Brave. Dude, I was, I mean, she was crying too, but we went and saw it in the theater and I wasn't sure if I was even going to be able to go and watch it because I wasn't sure how I was going to react. That was yeah. straight up, like, I was like breathing funny, mm-hmm. trying to like choke back the tears because right. it was a major loss of life. But see, to your point, things are going to manifest differently for every person yes. and it's important to just let it go and let it yeah. out and channel that energy. Yeah. So, so from not really addressing and i had made some steps like i at one point in time when i was 27 i called my mom and i kind of laid it all on the table and said this is how you made me feel this is why i felt that way and that helped but did she appreciate it or was it would she take offense to it like if you don't want me asking i mean no 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 does it no um she was hurt yeah um but like a lot of people uh we try to excuse why things happened away uh, instead of just, a lot of us don't own things. Yeah. Um, so she did a little bit of that. And, you know, at that time, because I was not as well educated, self-educated, so to say, uh, I accepted that. But now I know the difference, you know, after doing some personal development, self-education. That uh, You put in just some reps. Excuses. You put in the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Put in time. Put in reps. Um but when I got to be 35 and, you know, being three years married, having a, a second child, uh, my middle child was two. Wow. And uh, and you already got, well, now 20, but I mean, yeah, you already got the 20 out there. Yeah, so. she was 15 Yeah. at that time, my oldest. You know, I hit a wall because I let life stress uh, hit me. We were, and these are the things, these are the very interesting things, everybody. Buying a house, very stressful situation, just the pro- process. But what a lot of people don't do, and I did not realize this, is there's a big stress of leaving a place if you've been there for a while. Because yeah, now yeah. you're leaving memories, <clears throat> you're leaving things that have accomplished in that house. I love your pointing that out because there's, I, I studied psychology when I went back to college and uh, when I was doing my marketing degree. And that, I, that's one thing that always stood from one of the professors, he, they clarified. They said, listen, there's three of the most stressful things. You're fine. You guys, your kids <laughs> yeah, are you're fine. Good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> so we're hanging outside, guys. Like, this is live. We're at the, you know, people, people come and by. go. <laughs> we have really good microphones here. Those kids won't even show up on these. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, the funny thing is, is that I don't think about it until people like you bring this up, but three of the most stressful things that a human being can experience in their life, on average, mm-hmm. is going to be relocation, yep. moving, um, a major shift in relationships like marriage or divorce mm-hmm. or again back to emotional energy again or, or loss is going to be death yeah. right those are three of the top most emotionally traumatic things that will probably occur in your life there's many other things that will still possibly scar you or, yeah. or bring you trauma but those are the powerful ones and I always hear when I hear people going through two or three of them at the same time mm-hmm. holy crap anybody who can get through all that at one time they're superhuman but yeah. I'm glad you're bringing this up because people think, oh, I'm buying a house. Yay. And I'm moving. Yay. But there's still a, 
Oh, yeah. You're bringing in here some emotional energy there. Oh, yeah. There's there's a big part of emotional energy and, and something that I had not uh, planned for. So, you know, you're, you're doing your daily thing at work. Um, I was changing positions at work, so I was getting prepared for Ooh, that. Career shift, too. Career shift, there too. There we go. We're piling it on. So there's that stress. There's this, the stress of making sure all your paperwork's done. And then there's the emotional part that wasn't factored in. The memories that you that you built, the things that have happened in the house. I mean, that was the house, the apartment that we brought our middle Kids child into. The world into. into, yeah. So we brought her home. That we made that life for. Th- so you three didn't think years. that was going to affect you at all? Like, no, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, didn't even think about it. Because you guys were just on like momentum. Like, hey, we're, we're moving into a new house. You don't. You're not allowing any time to think about those things. Yeah. You're just moving forward. Yeah. You try and deal with the stress, but you forget about the emotional portion. And that's really what broke me because um, wow. you have two choices. I, I feel you have two choices when it comes to stress and emotions. You can either address them and deal with them, or you can let them build up and you'll break. If you, Which it, how many of us allow them to build up and then break? Yeah, So, and that's what happened. So uh, I broke because that emotional part that was attached to all the physical, all the stress of these things brought back all the things that I hadn't dealt with as a child. So, so uh, if I had, if I, in my head right now, what popped in my head when you said this was I'm picturing a reservoir with a dam. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually picturing like actually the dam out in, in uh, Nevada when I went out to Vegas mm-hmm. and you know, hiked out there and it was like, oh, you see that dam holding back a massive amount of water and it's like, mm-hmm. that's what was you, man. Like you'd yeah. already, you were full to the brim, man. There yeah. wasn't anything else you could take in. I was, I was a blubbering mess. Like wow. I, and it happened at work. Like, oh, you cracked at work? I cracked at work. Wow. Yep. I cracked at work. and So I nobody was ready try- for that. You weren't ready for that. Oh, absolutely not. I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, why can I not even formulate a physical sentence without blo- fubbing over my words and starting to cry? Wow. Considering I wasn't sad about anything, but no. I really was. Like behind the scenes, yeah. my mind was like, Because you, you have years of unaddressed stuff. Yeah. I mean, just piled up. Mm-hmm. And it's, so the floodgates were wide open, and you didn't know how to even deal with it. Nope. Wow. I had no idea because as much as my parents wanted to put us in counseling, we rejected that idea as kids. There's nothing wrong with us, you know? <laughs> because people are afraid of what other people may think. Yeah. Or like, oh, we're, we're a perfect family. You don't have a problem. Really? That's your way of addressing a yeah. possible issue is like, what if there's something yeah. there? Yeah. So, so as kids, we didn't want to do it because it was an inconvenience. All we wanted to do was play. All we wanted to do was have fun. So to have to go talk when we felt we didn't have any emotional problems or anything going on that we had to deal with, anger issues like I had, um, you know, manifested itself at 35 and cracked me. And for two years, I had to figure out how to fight back, how to reclaim my life because and this is all still pre-book. Yeah. Yeah. This is all before the book. Okay. I didn't write the book until I was fit. Well, I shouldn't say fixed. I hate to use yeah. that term, but until I was to a point where we well, are ready, I was ready yeah. to put that kind of story out there, put it in print. Well, and to be fair, this feel is good about this it. is a lifelong process. Like yeah. you never stop. I think ever really f- like I've, I move past things mm-hmm. once I've addressed them, but you never truly forget them. I don't believe in living in the past. I always living, believe in living in the forward. But, to, but what you're telling us today is that you still got to address them yeah. so you can move beyond them. But now you can look back on these things as fuel for your fire yeah. and use them in your speaking engagements and put them into a book. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So. And, and without having any shame about it. 
So it took you two years to get past the cha- the shame component? Yep. Okay. To get past that shame, get past the fact that there was something wrong with me. Um, going to a counselor helped. Okay. I did, I did sessions with a counselor. Talking through it. Yeah. Yep. Figuring out, well, what caused me to feel this way? What caused me to not be able to have an understanding of my life. But, but wait, Jeremy. So wait, hold on. So I can't just use my significant other as my counselor? Uh, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I would not suggest it. Yeah. Um, a good ear. You know, my wife was very supportive, very scared. Yeah. Um, because she, she had always you. seen the good side of me. Yeah. You know, she had never seen that dark side where I was just an emotional mess. Um, but she was a good person to be able to talk to because she was very willing to listen and mm. just not say anything which is part of the equation but she can't save you by right. herself right yeah and that's where the counselor came in because even though the counselor didn't say much of anything it was they were there to that listen freedom to not hold anything back yeah. and not be afraid of being made to feel like um your problem's insignificant or that um, I can't think of a word all of a sudden that I want to use. Well, when I, I'm picturing <laughs> but, you in these sessions, I'm just like, I see you as you get more comfortable, you get more vulnerable, you get more transparent with yourself. You reach that safe haven, that safe place to yeah. be able to speak and share anything you want. Mm-hmm. That's the point of, you know, hey, if you need a counselor, suck it up and just go. Like, that's the whole point is having a safe haven. Or you just... I don't know, put yourself in a closet and just talk to yourself. You could do that too, but <laughs> I don't know about that. That, that, that wouldn't work for me. <laughs> that no. might be a little weird. That might be a little weird. Um, but yeah, being being able to talk to the counselor was, I mean, I, by no means was I fixed. No. Um, but part of putting, back to, to my f- point, putting in the reps. You had to right. start putting in the healing reps, and you didn't know how those were going to happen yet, but at least, let's at least try the counselor, yeah. right? And I, had a, and I had a very supportive, I've always had a very supportive family. They have always been there. For me, um, and it's funny, my my brother, my stepbrother, Chris. Hey, Chris, just in case you're catching this. <laughs> oh, he will be. It's evergreen. The video is never going to go down. So if he's not catching it now, you're going to catch it soon. So but, uh, my brother Chris was always the adventurous type in business and stuff like that. Uh, shout out to his business. He runs a uh, tour, uh, a coach bus company, Epic Tours. So oh, sweet. Where's that at? That is out. Uh, home base is in Umaeus right now. Oh, it's here. Yeah, it's local. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yep. cool. So, Charter Bus Company, Epic Tours, check it yeah. out. Good company. Like, what, does, uh, he, does he go all over the place? Yep. Or? Okay. You call him. So, when you, you say he's more adventurous, meaning that, like, he's a risk taker, he's yes. willing to become that entrepreneur. And, yes. And, okay. And and that's not an easy step. Trust bef- me, I know. And before he <laughs> um, has been doing this, very successful so far with it, and I'm very proud of him, uh, he was very big into the network marketing scene. and I've, d- I've dabbled in it. Yeah. He I'm, introduced me to that. Finally got me to say, okay, let's try it. And that's where a big shift started to happen because I started to do personal development. There you which go. Which allowed me to open up ideas and thoughts of how can I work on myself and feel good about myself on a daily basis. I got to pause on that. There's a lot of people when they, this is a, he just gave you a really funny thing. Listen, the old world of MLMs and, and the, the new terminology and the new structure of network marketing, mm-hmm. it's not for everybody, all right? Let me put it right out there. But I will say, when you find a great company, because I have one on the side too, uh, as, a, as one of my side incomes, mm-hmm. is when you find the right company, yes, the products need to stand true, they need to be great quality, and yada, yada, yada. But I've always said this, when you find the right company, it's actually a professional development company 
that happens to have great products. Yes. And like you actually find yourself growing and putting in the reps to grow yourself, to build yourself stronger, to have the confidence to maybe consider building the business on the side. Maybe you never succeed with that business and it crashes and burns. But you got to take the good out of everything in life. And the one thing that I appreciated about the company that I've worked with for mm-hmm. eight years is that, yeah. wow, if I ever need access to great personal professional development content, it's there. They've yeah. invested in amazing speakers, amazing research, amazing trainings. So I want to give a shout out to that because not for one company or the other, but if you find the right ones, that's what they care about the most. Yeah. People don't realize that. It's, it's like free personal and professional development Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if it's push our products, push our products, push our products, yeah. that's not so good. There's a bigger yeah. picture here. Yeah. So I had to pause on that because no, I no. love the fact that you I, that's part of your equation. Yeah. So. That has become a big factor in my uh, in my personal growth and allowing me to have it's more a big happiness part of mine in too. life. Yeah. So um, he kind of, he got me started on that path and, you know, then I started doing some research, uh, found Jim Rohn. Love Jim Rohn. Big Jim Rohn fan. Classic quote from Jim yes. Rohn. We are the product of the five people we spend the most time with. Think mm-hmm. about that, people. What's your inner circle? Actually, that was my recent article that just got published in uh, the local network magazine. Oh, I channeled nice. that quote into, mm-hmm. I actually called it your inner circle of health. Who are the people influencing your health around mm-hmm. you? Something to think about, too. So. Yeah. We got. Anyway. We need an inner circle for pretty much every aspect of our life. Yeah, but that guy, man, yeah. that guy left a, lot, a huge footprint in the world. Oh, that yeah. guy was very good with his content. Yeah, and then I found Eric Thomas. Uh, <laughs> and New, newer age guy. Yes, newer age guy. And what's, it was his, a, what's his slogan? It's um, isn't he like the not a preacher, but he's like, I forget his style, but it's he's out there, man. Oh yeah, Eric is just. Boom. <laughs> yeah, he's very, very energetic. Uh, very we'll we'll link face. him in, in the show notes for this episode, guys, when I release him on com, These people we're talking about, Jim Rohn, Eric Thomas, definitely people uh, worth looking at. So. Oh, absolutely. And I'll never forget, like, I'm sitting at my kitchen table and up on my laptop, got the video going um, because he had just spoken at a... Uh, event that my brother had been at and he's like dude you gotta check him out I'm like okay I'll check him out found a six minute six minute video and it was titled I can I will I must yeah I've seen it yeah it's good changed my life it's good it absolutely changed dude, his my energy in that his energy in that was off the hook yeah off the hook oh absolutely yeah and actually it, we're gonna link that YouTube video uh, shout out to my VA uh, when you listen to this and you do the show notes make sure we link the YouTube video sorry yeah definitely absolutely yeah. it's it's powerful guys so and that literally that moment like there's a moment in everybody's life uh, good or bad moments that change your perception change the way you feel about yourself change the way you look at life and that was my moment in the next six months every day got better Every day got better from that point on because I realized what I was really meant to do, and that was to use my voice to help other people because everything that I had experienced in my life, all the pain that I had gone through, uh, all the suffering that I felt in my life, I can help other people with that. By just simply sharing what I've gone through, one, it's therapy for myself. Two, it allows other people to know that you can be vulnerable, you you can have these horrible things, but you can also have something really great in your life. Whatever that means to you, you can have that. So you it's got, accomplishable. You and I are like brothers from another mother, man, because like <laughs> it's it's because we're coming to the end of the show today, and I love the fact that we're hitting on this because that's the power of putting in the reps 
and as, as he shared today, is you're putting in the personal development, the professional development, right? It, co- it comes back to him being a dad or a super dad or being a great family. It's like, you got to take care of yourself. Well, then eventually, if you've been taking care of yourself enough and building your personal and professional skill sets, you reach a point where now your dam is bigger and stronger than it's ever been. And now you could take on more. Mm-hmm. And you realize, wait a minute, I want to give back to others. Like, I just started getting into public speaking in the past two years. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like in the same world as you, where it's like yeah. you realize, like, wait a minute, part of my story, there's something to share. Yeah. Um, like, I, I have a whole different energy that manifests when I'm on stage. It's funny. And it's different than the podcast. But it's funny because with the podcast, kind of like you read the book. Yeah. The podcast is over two years old now. I have, as of today, 221 shows up online. Yeah. So that's a lot of content. A lot of content. So as you put in the reps, you get more and more confident. You, you, you meet more and more great co-hosts and more and more people. And then next thing you know, you, you start rediscovering, oh, wait a minute, that book project. Now the book's in motion. Like, yeah. you're just... It just starts flowing. And I think I'm interested to see how you'd want to comment on this, but you eventually reach a point where it's like, what is the legacy that I'm going to leave behind in this world? That's what get, that's where I think about today is yeah. I can always, I can always go back to a classic W2 world. If I wanted to, I could build more businesses in my future, which I plan on, mm-hmm. but it's like all along the way, but what is your legacy you're leaving behind? What is your message? And that's where I, when you, when I think, I feel everybody who, when they put in enough personal and professional development, mm-hmm. yeah. we all reach that manifestation of, whoa, what is my footprint on this world? What is yeah. my legacy that I, I could be building to leave behind? Because we're mm-hmm. all going to move on sooner or later. Yes. And well, I never thought, I never <laughs> thought that way. You know, mm-hmm. eight years ago when I was firefighting, I was just firefighting. I didn't think about legacy back then. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about a podcast or a book or speaking on stage or anything. Well, yeah, I was just happy to leave the corporate world for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, my, my my thought was just be a good dad. Just yeah. be a, just be a good dad. That's all I cared about. Yeah, like, went because I had kids, so yeah. I was like, just be a good dad. That's all you. That's all that matters. I love that. I love and that. And that still matters a huge. That's a huge part of my life. Yeah. But I I think about my legacy often, and what kind of footprint do I want to leave on this world? Do I just want to be somebody that woke up every day, went to work, and came home and took care of his kids? There it is. Or do I want to be more than that? Do I want to wake up every day, go to work, whatever that work may be for me, and then not only be a great father to my kids, teach them the things that are going to help them overcome their adversities, um, and allow them to do what they have a love for and have a passion for, but who else can I help? There we go. Like, how can I help other people? And through coaching, I do that. Through speaking, I do that. Through the book, I can do that. You yeah. know, that's Again, where for I want. people who are just tuning into the live feed, <laughs> My Happiness Journey. Check it out on Amazon, people. Um, and again, this is linked that's, on your website, too, right? Yes, that's on my website. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Give them the website. Link, right? It's oh, website? Yeah. It, the website is jeremyvmotivates.com. jeremyvmotivates.com. Yep. So... Um, you always got to throw a domain name in there once in a while. So it's not all about Amazon. I (laughs) I try and get people to go to their core brand site. Yeah. yeah, And actually on that point, as we're bringing the show to a close, Mm -hmm. uh, where do you push most of your content at? Are you more of an Instagram guy these days, Facebook guy, LinkedIn? Like what is your 
Instagram. platform or choice? Instagram is definitely my image heavy. Prefer- okay, yeah. image heavy. So uh, how, how video heavy. Follow, how can they follow you on that? Which what's your at on that one? Uh, JLV underscore motivation. There you go. JLV underscore motivation. Um, and that's linked on your site too, right? Yep, that's yeah. linked on my site. Yeah. Yep. Little hack, people. When you launch a website, please link all of your social media profiles so people can easily click on them. Yeah. Please. I yeah, come it was across very that once in a while. People don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so no, yes, you can follow me there. J, uh, JLV underscore motivation. Um, I do a lot of video con well, I shouldn't say a lot of video. Every Thursday there's a video that goes up and then all the rest is all, uh, picture content with just positive reinforcement of stuff. Things and like daily imagery, weekly imagery. Yeah. yeah. Cause and people need that to put in their reps about myself. Yeah. You know, so, uh, some of it's just motivational. Some of it's personal share. Um, every Thursday is a thankful Thursday video where nice. I share what I'm thankful for and, and I encourage anybody that watches that video, put a comment down. I want to know what you're thankful for. You know, I encourage That's that. true. If we're pushing content, I do appreciate people's feedback. <laughs> yes. Some people are afraid to comment. I'm like, uh, that's okay. the point. Like, sh- comment away. Like, on this video today, please comment away because he's sharing it to his feed too. So that way you guys will be able to, like, talk, connect with him, whatever. Um, yeah. Actually, on that point, he does speak, like, not just here, <laughs> but, I mean, like, actually on stage. So if you got athletic teams or people that you're looking to share um, that transformational story. That's what mm-hmm. I love about your background is that if I was going to put you on stage, I would want to share that transformation, that mental game mm-hmm. that you've talked with us today about. Yeah. Um, well, listen, we we always have, you've listened to the show. I yes. always have my guest co-host close out the show. You already kind of left some powerful words already just now, but is there an all-encompassing message where your brand is at today and what you're trying to do moving forward with the book and the public speaking. But what is your, is there an all encompassing message you want to leave behind to the, to the listeners and the watchers? That's kind of like your message. You're part of that legacy, right? Part of the legacy. So final words, the one quote that I kind of started building everything on, which I still truly believe in, uh, is kind of what you titled this whole thing around. If you believe it, you can achieve it. And oh, yes, I, that's right. We used it on the Facebook Live. And, so. I, and I really do believe in that message because, yes, there's always action that goes behind everything. But you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in what you're doing. You've got to believe in everything about whatever it is. Because without that belief, you can put in all the work that you want to. And the belief is what pushes you to achieve that ultimate thing because it's that belief that keeps you moving forward that I'm doing something significant I'm doing something important for myself for other people whatever it may be so you got to believe in it and then you can achieve it I love that guys well listen we do have to bring this show to a close and yes. yes Facebook live we all have lives uh, that's part this is part of the hustle like we're sacrificing our Saturday mornings for you guys to give back because we actually care and again back that was my little tip what he just left you with the belief as soon as you said that it's just tied it back full circle to obviously we just talk about legacy. When you really sit down and think about the legacy component, the big picture, mm-hmm. what you're leaving behind in this world, the belief component will tie to that. And it's like, oh, now I can put in the reps. So every rep you start putting in, every step you take, every mistake that you make and learn from, mm-hmm. embrace the mistakes, oh. people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is part of the journey. You said journey at the beginning of the show. It's part of your journey. It's going to help you move into 
where you're meant to be down the road and it's not going to be a perfect journey. Actually, over the years, I've now realized I actually now love finding speed bumps or if you're a skier like me, hitting the moguls. I can't stand moguls, but I still ski them because I suck at it and I'm going to get better <laughs> at it. Um, I'd rather just go fast on a race course. So, but just tying out all together, guys. The journey's meant to have the bumps, uh, the walls to climb over. Yep. Uh, the dams will break. Part mm -hmm. of his story, guys. Uh, so again, please check out his book, My Happiness Journey, The Eight Guiding Principles to a Happy Life. Okay? And uh, we'll be airing this uh, in the next two weeks. So uh, excellent. subscribe to Live the Fuel on your favorite podcast uh, app that you guys are using. You can mm -hmm. also just... Listen to it right from the website. I have a player on there too, and then this will this video will actually also air on YouTube as well. So we'll keep it here on Facebook, but then we're going to air it on YouTube. We're going to air it in the podcast world uh, because people like him that I bring on the show. I want to make sure more people are finding out about their message and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So again, thanks for tuning in to another powerful Live the Fuel podcast show. Again, we're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle, and Jeremy Vermeulen definitely did that for us today. So we're going to get back to our weekends. Talk to you guys again soon. Remember. You too can live the fuel. Thanks, gang. Hey there, live the fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, first off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7s resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brand section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and E-Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors have actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please, submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast.
And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember, podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.